0: Welcome to Rinkside, your place for all things NHL, with your host, Thomas Bink. Hi guys, welcome to the latest edition of Rinkside. Tonight we'll be running through your scores on the doors, the latest news and rumours from around the NHL, including a big trade north of the border between the Flames and the Canadians. Your goal and player of the week the coaching situation in Edmonton and your latest edition of our top five player countdown. This week we'll be talking about defenders. That's all coming up on tonight's episode of Ringside. Stay tuned, guys. Evening, guys. Welcome to the latest episode of eye Thanks for joining me. Just want to start tonight's episode off before we kind of get into the nitty gritty, but just kind of giving you a little update of how we're going to be making a couple of changes. So you're going to notice tonight there'll be a few changes with how we do our scores on the doors. That's changed a little bit. So we're actually now going to be doing uh, my featured games of the week. So instead of kind of giving you guys the scores around the league, which you've already seen uh, and know about if you're following the league closely, I'm going to kind of be giving and previewing my three games of the week, which I think are the sort of marquee matchups around the league. Kind of sort of comparing the head to head record, key players to watch, my predictions and actually giving a combined, uh, combined team Sorry, as well. Um, my sort of giving a first line, including the goalie of both those teams. Um, we're going to be doing a quiz now every Thursday. If you head over to the Rinkside Hockey page on Instagram, we are doing a Thursday quiz. Um, Now, prizes will be involved in those quizzes as well, guys. We're going to be doing a lot more giveaways on the page. um, Just to kind of help you guys out, thank you for kind of following me. We're going to be doing jersey giveaways, um, gift giveaways as well. And quizzes will help that. So if you guys kind of participate in the quiz, uh, the guys who kind of score the best results will get their name added into the the draw. uh, For when the giveaways do happen, they'll get more entries into the draw um and so obviously we'll be kind of helping you guys out there and we're just going to be posting a lot more highlights and polls on the page as well um and just kind of running through that just to make it a bit more exciting for you guys but look let's kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it we'll start with our games of of the week and what i've previewed for this week upcoming as my three top games to watch So with the featured games of the week, guys, like I kind of mentioned, what we're going to be doing is I'm going to be picking kind of three games during the week, sort of between podcasts, that I think are the kind of featured games of the week, what I kind of call the standout marquee games. And I picked three here for you guys. So we've got this week coming up on Thursday the 17th. uh, We've got Penguins versus the Leafs. Um, We've got the Florida Panthers versus the Carolina Hurricanes. And we've also got the Az versus Vegas, a little matchup. Um, between the two teams that met in the second round of the playoffs last year, I think those are the kind of marquee matchups around the league this week. Like I said, I'm going to be kind of jumping in, talking a little bit about those games, the records, key players to watch, giving my predictions, and like I said, a combined line. Um, including the goalies, just to give it a little bit more uh, kind of zest to it. Obviously, I'd love to know what you guys think of them as well. Um, so we're going to kind of jump in the first game of the day. Um, first game out of those is the Abs and Vegas. Like I said, Wednesday 16th, a matchup between two teams that met in the playoffs last year. Vegas coming out four two winners uh, in that series to advance to the next round, obviously eventually being knocked out by Montreal. Two teams kind of having uh, different seasons. I mean, the Avs are kind of picked up where they left off last year. Uh, a steamroll in the league, as it stands, 34-8-4. and I think um, they're on a 19-game point streak. Um, whereas Vegas kind of last year were kind of matching the Avs head-to-head, toe-for-toe. Kind of fell off a little bit this year. Could be said for the fact that obviously Mark Stone uh, and Max Pacioretty are out at the moment. Uh, but they're 28-17-3, still top of their division, as you'd expect them to finish. But just not quite having the same kind of year as they were last year. Now, if I am kind of going into the players that I think you should be looking out for in this game, um, if I, from the Navs' point of view, I am looking at Valeri Nichushkin. Um, the guys, uh, I mean, the Avs just don't lose when he's in the lineup. It's a really good record when he plays. He's got two game-winning goals on the season grabbed the game-winning goal against the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in the Avs' last home game that they played. Um, and he's playing a re- putting himself together a really nice season. He's one goal away from tying his career high, which he got as a teenager in Dallas. So I think he's a player to watch out for, for the Avs. I think for the Vegas Golden Knights, I'll be looking out for Riley Smith. Really good record against the Avs. Uh, scored against them in the last meeting. Really kind of tore him apart on his line in the playoffs last year as well. So that's one to kind of look out for, I think, in terms of the players. I think my prediction for the games, look, I'm going to, have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to back my boys. Um I do think the Avs take this one. I think it's going to be closer than I think people are going to give it at the moment. I think the Avs win it in overtime. Vegas always step up their game against the Avs. Um, obviously, Bar game won in the playoffs last year, which was a complete blowout. These guys always have close games. Uh, so I think Avs in overtime. Now, like I said, for a little bit of a, a, a different feature, I'm going to give kind of a combined line. Um, which I think uh, I felt I kind of put the players together on each team I'm going to get the best players in each position um, and put them together on a line now I am consider taking into consideration uh, injuries as well on here um, and the fact that certain players haven't played as much um, what I also am going to sort of say to you guys as well is for all of these is that like when I give a combined line it's one player per position so for example I can't have two centers and a winger on a, on on the forward line. No, it's it's two wingers and a center, and that just makes it a little bit more interesting, gives it that little bit more spice. So, I've gone for Robin Leonard in goal. I think he just edges out Darcy Kemper, who has really kind of turned it around recently. But I think overall, he's a better player. Um, I mean, Kale McCarr picks himself; he's the best defender on the out of both teams. Um, this was tough for the next defender. I mean, call me biased. I think Devontae is probably the most underrated defender in the league. Um, But I did have to give it to Alex Pietrangelo I think he's just been doing it for that little bit longer Um, Obviously won the Cup in St. Louis as well So I think he has to go into it And then the forward line I think, look, Mark Stone is probably the only one Who has a case of getting in um, for Vegas When he's fit, when he's firing and healthy He hasn't been this year uh, so the front line for me, the forward line is Landeskog, McKinnon and Rantanen. I think it's the best line in the league in terms of a first line. I think Boston and uh, Pittsburgh's lines are pretty good as well. Um, they push it close, but I think it's the best line when it's fit and firing in the in the NHL. So that's my combined team. Lennon, McCall, Peter Angelo, Landeskog, McKinnon and Rantanen. Let me know what you guys think of that one. Now, the second game that we kind of move on to now is the Panthers and the Canes, um, a big kind of Eastern Conference matchup between the two best teams in the East, uh, both have unbelievable records. I mean, you look at the Panthers, 32-10-5, the Canes, 32-11-3. It's going to be a case like, I think, with the Avs as well. Like I said in the last episode, which one of those teams wins them? not just their division and the conference, but potentially even the President's Trophy. I think it'll be one of those three. And these two have just just as good of a shout as the Avs do as well. Now, I think if you're looking at the key players to watch out for in these games, um, Andrei Svechnikov, 18 points in his last 12 games. He's on a bit of a tear for the Hurricanes. Uh, I really like him as a player. Put a little poll out on the page earlier on as well for you guys to go take a look at. Do you think Svechnikov is an elite level player now? I personally think he's kind of creeping into that bracket now. He's a, he's he's performing exceptionally well again. Um, I think the guy kind of goes under the radar when you've got Sebastian Ajo on the team, who obviously is that elite level forward, I think Svechnikov is is right up there, though, with him. I think he's a great player. And and I think he's one to watch out for, uh, kind of, going forward. Have a look out for him this season uh, and in the next couple of seasons for kind of where he pushes himself. Similar to the gentleman who I think, obviously, you have to look out for on the other team is Jonathan Huberto. Uh, the man, sixty-four points, second behind only Leon Drysightle in the league. He's your man to look out for in the Panthers. I think look out for those two, Mason Marchment as well. Uh, for the Panthers as well, been on fire recently in his last five games. But I think those two, you have to look out for. See how they get on. I think those two could be key in deciding where um, in sort of in, uh, factoring where that game is decided. Now, in terms of a combined team for these two, I thought it was quite a tough one. Obviously, you got two, when you got two very good teams. I edged it for Anderson in goal. The two defenders, now Aaron Ekblad I think picks himself and I think the surprising one is Tony D'Angelo. The guy's on 37 points for the season already. He's having a really, really good year for the Hurricanes. I think everyone's a little bit surprised about how well he's actually done. He squeezes in for me there. I think those two would be quite an exciting uh, defensive partnership to watch, especially going forward. Um... I think for your three th- three forwards, I think for me, like I said, I have a little bit, bit of a soft spot for, him. I think he's a good player. So I think Andrei Svechnikov comes in there uh, on one of the wings. I've got Barkov as a center up front. Um, I think he him and Arho. It was really really close. I know a lot of people like Sebastian Arho, and I agree he's a great player. Uh, I think just Barkov when he's on his game is is the better is the better center there. I think he's up right up there with the top in the league. Uh, so is Arho, but I think Barkov just edges that for me. And then obviously Jonathan Huberdeau. It's kind of a no-brainer uh, on the other side of, the, uh, of that forward line as well. So I think that's my team. It's Anderson in goal, Ekblad, D'Angelo, Svechnikov, Hubero and Barkov up front for the combined line. Now, onto the third and final game, and I think which could potentially be the most exciting game to watch. You've got the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Toronto Maple Leafs Thursday the 17th. Uh, of February now I'll be honest with you guys I'll hold my hands up I did never think I'd say a Penguins game would be the most exciting game to watch having seen some of their games last year I thought they were so boring to watch but they've really kind of turned it around this year Um, every Penguins game I've watched this year has been exciting there's been goals um, there's been turnarounds there's been like lead changes um, and just really kind of exciting fun hockey to watch and again, the Leaves are just an offensive uh fire um firepower team. They've just they're such a force. Um and they're always good fun to watch. <coughs> I mean, you look at some of the players that are in that game. You've got Crosby, Jake Netzel, Brian Russ, Austin Matthews, Mitchell Marner, Chris Letang. Those are some great players and really exciting hockey players to watch. And Penguins come in thirty eleven and eight. Leaves thirty one, twelve, and three. Both having really good seasons, pushing for top of their division, come the end of the season. And I think when it kind of comes to the key players to watch out for, obviously, like I said, you've got under um, the Penguins, you've got Jake Gennett, so, um, and Sidney Crosby who always kind of get the limelight. But I think the man who goes under the radar and their best player at the moment is Brian Rust. Nine points in his last five games. The guy just seems to have good season after good season. Great season last year. Another really solid season he's putting together this year. Like I said, nine points in his last five games. He's my Penguins Penguins player to watch out for. Um, on the other side, our ringside player of the week, Mitchell Marner, just continues to stay hot. He's on 10 points in his last five games. He is carrying that Leafs offence at the moment, him and Matthews. But I think he's just been just a force uh, to reckon with recently. (coughs) Apologies. And I think if he kind of gets his game going, I think, like I said, if those two get going, it could be a really high-scoring game. Um, And those are my two kind of players that I'd be looking out for in the game. And I'd be thinking, right, let's have a look, see what they can kind of produce in the game and what they can do to kind of influence where that game ends up going. And in terms of where it ends up going, uh, I think Penguins edge this one in overtime. I think there'll be a lot of goals. I think it'll be very high-scoring. But I think the reason I give it to the Pens is I just think they're a lot more solid Uh, defensively and in goal. I think they're better I think they just don't concede as many goals um, and they just look a little bit more solid than the Leafs for me. Uh, I don't know what you guys think, but I personally think the Penguins as a team are a bit more complete and I can see them winning this one. I think they win it in overtime. I think both teams will score goals. Um, and it will go to OT. But I think I can see the Penguins coming out on top in this one. Look out for a Brian Rust winner in overtime there. Now, in terms of a combined team, now, the goalies was quite hard because you've got two goalies having really good seasons in Jack Campbell and Tristan Jari. Uh, Jari has his cr- critics, but I think he's been brilliant this year. I- I've given it to him in goal. I think it's got to be Jari. Um, I know a lot of people will disagree there. I think Jack Campbell is having a great season. And I like Jack Campbell, guys. Don't hate me for saying it. But I think... In terms of this season, I think you've got to give it to Jari, and I I prefer him as a goalie. <coughs> I just think he's been doing it a little bit longer um, at the top, top level. And I like him. Uh, I think Chris Letang picks himself. <coughs> Apologies again, having a really good season for the Penguins. Uh, I think he's alongside Morgan Riley, the, t- t- the Maple Leafs' best defender. Um, and up front, I get, I've gone. I've gone for, obviously, the Austin Matthews is your centre. Now I've said this one first because I think this is the one that I think will cause the most argument between pe- fans. I know Crosby has declined a little bit in the last few years, but I know there are a lot of diehard Penguins fans, diehard hockey lovers that will always have Crosby as their best player in the league. <laughs> I just can't have him above Austin Matthews anymore. I think the man is is one of the best players in the world. Uh, I think he's better than Crosby now. Um For me, he gets in uh, alongside Mitchell Marner as one of the wingers. And like I said, I think he's underrated. (coughs) I think a lot of people will say again, surely it's Jake So I'm having Brian Rust uh, in that front three. So uh, for me, it's Christian Jari, uh, Chris Letang, Morgan Riley, Mitchell Marner. Brian Rust and Austin Matthews rounding out my combined top, top line between the teams. Another one I think I think I could put forward to you guys if we were doing kind of like an like a, almost like a mini all star kind of tournament if between those combined teams that I've done there. So which team do you think would win in like a little round robin tournament? The Avs and Vegas combined team. Panthers Canes combined team or the Penguins Leaf combined team who do you think is the best out of those who do you think would come out in a little round robin tournament let me know I'll post a little something on the page on Instagram I'll see what you guys think if it was me looking at those teams I actually think it would be really hard to look past the Panthers and the Canes team because I think it's just so stacked um I mean they're all stacked it's just I don't I don't it's actually too hard to call cool. I can't can't put my finger on where I put it the, uh makes me want to pick the Avs and Vegas team just because it's it's got the Avs front line in it, which I think does obviously have a obviously a big factor in it. But I just don't know. I don't know who would um, who would come out on top. Let me know what you guys think. I'll uh, I'll post the poll on the page and you let me know who you think would come out on top between those combined teams. I'll just give you guys kind of obviously a little heads up about what's going on around the league. Obviously, a couple of things going on in terms of coaches. Now the Oilers have sacked Dave Tippett. They've got Woodcroft in. Montreal have sacked their head coach and have got a uh, former NHL player Martin Saint Louis in. Now I'm not going to go into too much detail on that. I want to kind of give the guys their first kind of week, couple weeks before we kind of look back about the impact they've had. Obviously, both teams were struggling a little bit, so be interested to see kind of see how the uh, the new coaches come in, get on, and the impact that they have. Sometimes a coaching change can really kind of lift it. You've seen with Vancouver this year, changed their coach, have gone on a bit of a, a run since then. Will it kind of have the same impact on the Oilers who are obviously pushing for top three playoffs and the Canadians who just want to kind of turn their season around? I think we're obviously in a bit more of a a rebuilding phase. Now, speaking of the Canadians, the uh, the big breaking news around the league this week was a massive, massive trade that involved the Montreal Canadiens and the Calgary Flames. So uh, big dealings going on up north. The Calgary Flames acquired Tyler Toffoli, uh, in a trade with the Canadians. Um, Tyler Toffoli, what do you guys think? Uh, solid winger. Uh, I think it's a good pickup for the Flames. The guy's got twenty six points in thirty seven games, um, which obviously for a struggling Canadians team, who do struggle offensively, I think is a uh is a good total. No, he's got fourteen points in the playoffs last year. Had a good season for them. Um, my only question is, and I don't know what you guys think, I was speaking to a couple of the guys about this and what they thought, and we all kind of had the same kind of viewpoint on it, is that I actually think the Flames um, got a little bit shafted in terms of what they had to give up. Now, I get it, like Toffoli is one of those players that for the Canadians, his worth is obviously a lot higher than his than his points totals because he is one of their most uh, productive players, uh, he is one of their better offensive players. But I just think, in terms of what the Flames actually had to give up (coughs) sorry, for Toffoli, I think they gave up quite a lot. Now, Toffoli's a good player, like I said, but they gave up a guaranteed first-round pick, which was guaranteed top 10, another draft pick, um, and two kind of depth players, which, for me, seems like a lot to give up for someone that may come in and, if I'm looking at the Flames' line and their offensive lines, he might get... <clears throat> he may get onto the top two lines. Um, but I just don't know if I can see him getting any higher than a third-line player, which is great if, if if it's what you need. But to give up a, all that for a player that may not even break into the top two lines probably does. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but I just don't know where <clears throat> where I see that going for the Flames. So I think in terms of who won that trade... I think it was definitely uh definitely the Flame uh sorry the Canadians uh, and I think the Flames have come out come out losers there. I think the big thing for me in that was the fact that they given up a a guaranteed top 10 pick for this year's draft. Um I think that's a that's a shame uh for for the Flames especially as to Foley. I'm not sure if as good as he can be. Um I'm not sure if he's the player that's going to guide them <coughs> to where they need to be. Now, before we jump into our top five defenders in the league, which is the next edition of our top five players, we've got to hand out some weekly awards. So our weekly rinkside goal of the week goes to Matthew Tatuck of the Calgary Flames. What a goal it was as well. A little between the legs flick into the roof of the net from a tight angle. There was quite a lot of contenders this week that probably could have won it. Um... Some really nice goals, a special mention to JT Miller for his coast-to-coast goal, um, skated the length of the ice, took it round a few players and took it round the keeper to score as well. But I think to Chuck's goal um, was just a slightly ahead of the rest. So congratulations to him and our player of the week as well. Now, uh, Line 8 and Skinner uh, both had excellent weeks, but I'm going to give it to Dylan Larkin this week. Um, 7 points in 3 games, 2 goals, 5 assists, uh, he's it's 25 goals in the season now as well um, Really having a good season for the Red Wings and having a great week as well uh, To kind of cap that off So those are our winners for the Rinkside Goal and Player of the Week Now, into the section that you've all been looking forward to And I know always causes the most controversy Um... I know it did last week, there was a lot of calls for Shesterkin, uh, the, the five out of the five guys, so I'm just giving my five, if you guys don't agree, uh, I want to hear it, I want to see what you guys think um, your five would be, now we're on to defend as well, I know there's a lot of controversy um, and a lot of debate around, I know a few of them, now as I did last week, I do just want to give out a couple of honourable mentions, um, I think Devontae's, as I said, probably the most underrated defender in the league. For me, he's top 10 in the league. I don't know what anyone else says. I don't actually care. I think Devontae's is a top 10 defender in the league. I think that partnership with him and Kyle McCart is really leading the abs this year. Uh, Honourable mention again to Chris Letang as well, having a great season. Alex Pietrangelo... Um, uh, Charlie McAvoy, I actually really, really like um from the Senators as well. I know the Senators aren't a good team, but I think he's a top, top defender. Um, and I think he, he deserves to be playing on a better team. And if I'm the Senators, I'm definitely building my decor around him um, for the years to come. Now, going into the top five, this was really hard. Um, and actually four of these guys are in the top five scoring um, for defenders. And I think they're all in the top ten. Um, maybe even the top 7 I think around the league for the scoring for a defender so you can kind of see um the way that this has gone um in terms of what the way I've picked to my like offensive defenders um but I think the thing which I think with these five you have to take into consideration no matter what anyone tells you about these five players here is they all can defend um I think certain players on here get a bit of stick for being, oh, is he too offensively minded? Is more like a forward but I actually think these five are not just the best like defenders in terms of their all like going forward, but their all-round game is probably better than the rest anyway. Um and I think that's why it makes it my top five. So in fifth I've got Roman Yossi again these five that I've picked probably could have gone in any order and I don't think people would have complained too much. Uh, but fifth I've gone Yossi uh, he just misses out on the top four. In fourth, I've got Ekblad. Now, for me, those two were always going to be fifth and fourth. Um, I think the the three I've got ahead of them are just at the moment that, that slight level above. Uh, although Roman Yossi is a great player, I just think when he's on his game, he's a bit younger Aaron Ekblad, and I just think the ceiling uh, for Ekblad is a little bit higher than what Yossi's achieved so far. I think Ekblad could be a Stanley Cup winner um, and could could be the best defender in the league uh, in the next few years but I think that will all depend on what happens with the three um, that I'm going to name now so in third and probably one of the most controversial decisions I know I'm going to get more hate from Rangers fans Um, Adam Fox is third Won the Norris Trophy last year. In my opinion, undeserved. He shouldn't have won it last year. He's a great player. He's top five. He's top three. Um, You could make a case that he's second. Uh, Not for me. Uh, I think the guy's a great defender, great passer. He's got unbelievable vision. He's great on the back end. And he's a great player. Um, And he makes some unbelievable plays. And he really is kind of leading the Rangers at the moment on that back end. But... For me, he's third. Uh, and where the kind of big debate comes in, and I actually put this out on the page, um, is between who's better between him and Makar. Now, you're going to call me biased. I think there's, there's actually a level between them in terms of just their all-round game. I think Kael Makar is so far ahead. Um Defensively itself, it obviously comes a little bit closer. But I think offensively, Makar is a lot better. I think I think Makar is the kind of player that will go down and actually win uh, potential MVPs, potential heart trophies uh, going forward. I can't see Fox doing that. Um, so for me, Fox is third. I know I did the, uh, the poll on the page. It was extremely heavy uh, to Makar. I'm actually not sure if Fox got a single vote on the post that I put up for the guys in the comments. I'm not sure if I saw a single Fox comment. If there was, there was very few. So Rangers fans, you even need to start sticking up for you guys a little bit more um, and putting their name out there. Or I think you guys have just come to realise that Cale McCart is a better player than Adam Fox. Um, now for me, Kale McCart and uh, Victor Hedman were going to be one and two. Uh, who was number one? I know you guys are probably thinking I would have gone Cale McCart because of the abs-biased. I really, really wanted to, um, and I think he will be. And I think come the end of this season, he'll be re- he'll be regarded as the best defender in the league. For me, he's winning the Norris without a qu- without a shadow of a doubt. I think he should be up, um, not necessarily in the top three, but he should be a candidate for the Hart Trophy. But Kyle McCar second. Um, I think that's just purely because for me, when I look at the two of them, and Victor Hedman is number one for me still in the league. I was watching them the other day when the Avs played the Lightning. Uh, now, Kael McCar's unbelievable. Hedman's unbelievable. I just think when you look at Hedman's size, um, and his strength, but then his ability and s- speed and skill on the puck leads all defenders this year in points. I know McCarr is points per game leader, um, but I think just think Victor Hedman is is arguably the Lightning's best player. Uh, and that's on a team that includes Vasilevsky, Kucherov, Stamkos, Braden Point. Um, you've got all of those players on a team and he's arguably their most important player. Um, he led, He's led them to back-to-back Stanley Cups. So I just think for me, he has to be number one. But like I said, I think come the end of the season um, and in the next couple of years, Kyle McCart will not only be the best defender in the league... Um, But he could potentially be up there as one of, if not the best player in the league. I was actually having a conversation. Um, with a couple of people the other day And a lot of the Avs fans, not myself I personally still think it's McKinnon at the moment But a lot of Avs fans actually think that Kael McCarr is the Avs best player uh, And that's saying something when you've got Nathan McKinnon Who's arguably the best, if not the second or third Best player in the whole league according, like for, As far as most people are concerned For people to say McCarr's better Where does that put him in the league? If McKinnon's second or third in the league overall Where does that put McCarr if people think he's better than him? So I think that's my top five. Let's kind of round that out. So we had Yossi Ekblad, Adam Fox, Kale McCarr, and congratulations for, in my opinion, to Victor Hedman, who for me is the best defender right now in the NHL. And that kind of rounds out our top five. Next week, we're going to be moving on to right wingers. Uh, now, there's loads of fantastic right wingers in the league. I know that, again, it's going to cause a bit of controversy, Um and what do you guys think um about in terms of with these top five uh players? Do we do you think we should do a a kind of poll as to kind of whether you agree, disagree? Um, do you want to kinda of send in your own top five players and we compare them? Do you wanna kind of get Like the honourable mention, some of the players that didn't quite make first, uh, do a kind of like combined first, uh, second, uh, who's kind of missed out. Is there any changes we should make? Let me know um, and kind of get your thoughts in as to who you think should be in the top five right wingers for next week. uh, And I'll give you mine and we can kind of compare. But looking forward to it, guys, and catch that all on next week's episode of Ringside. Thanks for joining me. Guys, thanks for joining me on this week's edition of Ringside. I've been your host, Tom Swig. Look forward to seeing you guys next week.